Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word in Jesus' mighty name. Alright, so we're looking at managing your circle of influence. And I consider this to be one of the most important lessons that we can pick up in this season of our life. And I think I've taken my time in this place to teach you about understanding this season of your life. Why? Because this season of your life is not like you are preparing for the future. You are actually walking in your future already. Every, the, the way you prepare, the mindset you have right now, okay, the values you develop right now are the values that would form the future that you're walking into. Now, let's look at this word influence. Managing your circle of influence. Let's look at this word influence. The English dictionary defines it as the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something. Let's look at that again. The capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something. So when we talk about managing a circle of influence, we are looking at three things. And you pay very close attention to this. We're looking at three things. It means whatever can influence your character. Whatever can influence your development. And whatever can influence your what? Your behavior. Three things. Now, your immediate circle impacts on these three things. Your immediate circle impacts on your character, impacts on your development, and impacts on your behavior. So let me give you an example. If you are within a circle of people who read a lot, if you are not somebody who reads, huh, what's going to happen over time is you're going to pick up that character and that behavior of reading. Now, they've indirectly influenced you. Now, most of us, everybody, let me not say most of us, everybody is a subject of influence. You only have a choice to determine what and who influences you. Every one of us here, a product of influence. Either negative or positive. But you have to now decide, oh no, I don't want this kind of influence. But now the challenge is, most times, we don't know that we are influenced. That's the problem. Many people don't know that they are influenced. They just feel, no, 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 I'm, yeah, but you're influenced. So, what I tell people is this, and what I'm teaching you today is this, you make sure that your closest circle has the values of where you want to go. And then you are safe. Because your closest circle will influence you knowingly or unknown to you. Are you following this now? So you, you will not be able to control that. You can control the, the, circle of inf- the, the circle of people around you, but how they influence you, you might not even know that you've been influenced. 
Are you still here? Alright. Now, three things that would fundamentally determine your future and your direction in life is your character. Your character. Your development. How are you developing? Your personal development. And your behavior. Which would, 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 would say your, your behavior here would be your attitude. Your character. What's your character? What's the strength of your character? And these are very important things. What's the strength of your character? How's your development going? How are you building yourself? How are you building your capacity? What's your attitude like towards life? What's your attitude like towards failure? You know, most times, we, we were talking about relationship before we started this session. You know, is when you want to go out with someone or your relationship with someone, you know you're always seeing their great part, right? How many of you know that? Yeah, you're seeing their great part. Hmm? For our beautiful ladies, every time you guys are going out on a date, they have their makeup made on, deodorant, the guys have changed their boxers, everybody's looking good. And you don't know that the man only change, he only changes his boxers when he's coming out to see you. Now, finally, he's brought you home. Right? You will not be the one encouraging him. Change these boxers. Now, he says he's not dirty. <laughs> you now realize that the, the person you actually married is the, the neat guy, the actor. This is the real guy. <laughs> he's the real guy. So, why did I say that? You have to test the character. Well, let me not use the word test. But you have to be able to figure out the character of the person you're going out with when they encounter failure. For instance, you're in a relationship. They just drop the guy from work. How is he reacting? How is he responding? Or he makes a business loss. How does he react? Or somebody made him terribly angry. How does he react? Because that day, it was someone that made him angry. The next month, it might be you making him angry. And then he will say, no, for you, no, I can take it. For other people, I cannot. No, anger is neutral. When somebody gets angry, the response is the same. Are you following what I'm saying? So most times, you have to see there is character that is required for success. Discipline that's required for success. You need to find that. And these things are transmitted by a circle of influence. If you have friends who are extravagant, you would pick that up. Because when you are frugal, they will see a problem with it. Say, ah, you are not spending money. After all, you are making. What is it? Will, then they start giving you. Will, 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 will. In fact, the Bible says we brought nothing into this world. We will take nothing out of it. They start quoting scriptures. Are you following what I'm saying? But then if you have friends who are frugal, who are um, management conscious, finance conscious, what's going to happen? They would pass that on to you. So I'll tell you this, right? Your future, I was in a class when I left school. I went to a leadership school in Lagos. And I've never forgotten. I've never forgotten when our lecturer said, said that. In a class he took us on personal transformation. He said this. He says, the name of the five to seven people closest to you, how they end up is how you will end up. And that's the truth. That's the truth. That's why you find out that people rise within their circles. Are you following what I'm saying? Because the people closest to you would influence your character, your development, and your behavior. Don't forget these three things. These three things will ultimately determine how you end up in life. What's your character? What's your 
personal development like how are you building your capacity and then how are you working on your behavior let's read something in Romans chapter 6 and verse 16 let me show you something here Paul was talking about sin but I want you to pick something here Romans 6 16 it says do you know do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey. Uh, let's use a simpler translation. Do you have either the message or the amplified? We're not going to read a lot of scriptures today. Okay? Do you have message? Look at this. Hardly you know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Look at this. There are acts of freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. And all your, all your lives, you have let sin tell you what to do. Do you have the New Living Translation or the Amplified? Now, what I want you to pick here is that if you subject yourself like right this is let's use the nlt don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey you can be a slave to sin which leads to death or you can choose to obey god which is to righteous living now what i want you to pick i don't want you to look at the, the sin there i want you to look at the concept of the fact that who you choose to obey you become a slave to listen now that means your obedience makes you a slave to something Remember what we talked about influence. That means when you subject yourself under the influence of someone, we don't like to use that word, but actually we become a slave of that thought pattern. Let me, let me, let me put it this way. If you are somebody who buys books a lot and you read a lot, right? You realize that sometimes you even buy books you haven't read. How many of you are like that? But you realize that every time you go into a bookshop, you like to buy a book. You know, I was, I was in Abuja <laughs> over weekend to preach. You know the one problem I had? I bought books worth about maybe 45000 I mean, I, I, I'm here now. They are still bringing some of my books from Abuja. In fact, while I was buying the book, the guy in the bookshop asked me, that, Do you, are you selling them? I said, no, they are for me personally. I said, well, this is much. So he was asking me, how do I read? So I was telling him how to read. Now, because I've chosen the lifestyle of reading, there is a compulsion in me, I want you to pick this now, that when I walk into a bookshop, even if I don't, I want to buy books. Now, invariably, I'm a slave to that thought pattern. Do you follow my example? Now, so, I want you to see how powerful influence is. When you are influenced, okay, so I'll give you another example. I'm not, well, if you listen to me, a lot of people who listen to me think I hate television. I don't hate TV. I mean, TV is good. But I'm not one for watching so much movies. Okay? So I can, I can, <laughs> I can count how many movies I watch. Now, when I go to a hotel room to preach, when I go to a hotel, I'm traveling, I'm preaching. Most times people, if you have stayed in a hotel before, when they are opening the door, Right? They own the TV for you. Have you observed that? If you go to any hotel, they will own the TV for you. I just said them put it off. Do you know what? I can count maybe all my times of staying in hotels. All kinds of hotels. Maybe I've watched TV only once. And that only once was probably I finished preaching. 
and I realize oh, probably there's a match going on and then I just remember and I, why? I'm not a slave to that. I can control that. I need you to understand something. You become a slave to the, to the influence you allow over your life. Sometimes this can be unknown to you. So I don't want you to joke with influence. That's why we talk about managing your circle of influence. Because what your immediate circle holds as their highest value, you will become a slave to that thought pattern. Are you following this? That's why when we use the word slave, it, it, it looks very harsh. So, but what a slave just means is actually that the person has no choice. What it means is that you subconsciously tilt towards that direction. So, if you, if you have a circle of influence that don't have the word of God as their topmost value, you will tilt in that direction. That is why you need to see things the same way people see things when it comes to your closest circle. We need to have the same value for the word of God. We need to say I have the same value for the things of the Father. Because if we don't, then unknown to you, their influence will begin to do what? To rub off on you. Alright. How do you offer yourselves to people? By being subject to their thinking pattern. By being subject to their thinking pattern. That's how you offer yourself to people. You become subject to their perception. You become subject to their thinking pattern. You know, have you ever seen this thing? Well, I don't agree with it. But have you ever seen, sometimes people will draw an elephant. I don't know whether they use an elephant now. They will draw something. Okay, they will draw six. Hmm? Have you seen that thing people put up on social media? They will draw six. Then they will draw nine. They will now say, if you stand here, it is six. If you face here, it is nine. So, whether you call it nine or I call it six, I'm correct. It's a lie. That thing has to be something. It's either six or nine. So, we have to ask the man who put that figure there, that ogre, what did you put there? If the man says it's nine, then me that is calling it six, I am wrong. You see, the, the challenge now why you need to watch your circle of influence is that we are in a generation that does not want to call anything wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, if I, if I stay like this, they say, since, you, since your head is comfortable like that, be like that. If you now stay like this, they say, since your head is comfortable, God made the head to be straight. Keep it straight. We cannot put ourselves in a subjective environment where everybody's feeling determines the truth. So, when people send that picture to me, I just tell them, you know what? One of us has to be wrong. So we have to find out who did this thing. If the person originally said this is nine, then the man who calls it six is wrong. And that man has to admit that he's wrong. You cannot say, I'm seeing it as six. It's not how you are seeing it. It is what it is. So that means that your greatest circle of influence, you have to have a measuring plumb line by which you determine what is truth. Are you following what I'm saying? So that if I go against the truth, you can tell me, no, you're going against the truth. If you go against the truth, I can tell you, you're going against the truth. Rather than both of us saying, it is your truth, it is my truth. No, we cannot have your truth and my truth. It's one truth. So my, my circle of influence must agree that there is a plumb line for truth. Are you following this now? Alright. So let's put it this way. 
Now, there are three things. These three things are picked up from your immediate environment and your closest circle. Let's go to Amnon and Tamar. Second Samuel 13. Second Samuel 13. Verse 1. Now it was after this that Absalom, the son of David, Second Samuel 13, verse 1. Now it was after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Let me, let me give you an example. Let's talk about your closest circle. If I buy a car now, right? I buy, I'm not so, I'm not so fascinated by cars, but if I buy a car, now, <laughs> if I buy a car now, that's maybe some very solid millions, maybe a Lexus, brand new car and everything, right? And I send the picture to my friend. You know what my friend will first of all ask me? Like, how did you buy this car? His first word will not be congratulations. You know the reason why? At least they know what I can afford now. They know miracles happen, but they want an explanation for that miracle. What does that make you think about my thoughts concerning wealth? If I'm now thinking about wealth, my first thought would be, if I have wealth in a means that I cannot explain, how do I explain this thing to my friends? Do you understand that? Because my circle of influence would hold me accountable. I'll give you another example. There was a young man I was mentoring in ministry. He had a bit of a crisis in his city, so I sent him. Well, he he said he was going to another city, so he went to another city. So I paid his rent, helped him to 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 set up in that city. He started church. After about six months, he sent me a tithe of some thousand, well, maybe twenty thousand. About two months, then another month he sent me a tithe of thirty thousand. Then another. No, I said no. I've been in ministry before. I know miracles happen. I know people prosper. So I called him. I said, what's going on? You, the, the tithe you are sending is much. What's happening? How is the church growing? I just figured he's entered into, you know, what I'm saying, all this prophetic stuff. Nothing wrong with the prophetic, but he's entered into, I'm praying for you, I see this, I see that. And the money is just flowing. So I told him, I said, see, I don't, I don't agree that ministry should be done that way. Teach people the word. I mean, the Holy Ghost can lead you and everything. He, he starts sending his tithe. But you know why? I had to do that. It's because of my value. And then he knows that if we are friends, I would have, I don't have issue with his prosperity. I have issue with how quick it is coming. Because you cannot start a ministry in three months and you are hitting those kind of tights. I know that. God works miracles. But this miracle is not consistent with what I believe how ministry should be wrong. So, what now happened? He switches. And then he's got other mentors and people who are mentoring. Now, what's going to happen? If he's stuck by me, probably what will happen is we'll begin to adjust his theology. We'll begin to adjust how he operates ministry. We'll begin to adjust a couple of things. Now, the funny thing is that when a young man runs into crisis, then sometimes he calls me. Of course, I oblige him. But what I'm trying to tell you is there has to be a value system within your immediate circle that should keep everybody in check in that circle. You know what I'm saying? I mean, God forbid, it's never happened. But I can't know how to now go and tell my friends that uh, I don't understand my wife anymore. You understand her. Do you understand? That thing that's making you not to understand her is what they will now solve. They won't even call her. They'll just say, come. What is the issue? So, there are certain decisions you cannot even be considering. Right? Because of your circle. 
You can't be considering not being committed to church. You have friends that if you're not in church, they don't see anything wrong with it. What's going to happen? Your commitment to the gathering of the believers will begin to draw because your friends are not going to hold you questionable and say, I didn't see you in church today. It will be normal. And what that happens is we are quick to pick up bad habits. We are quick. Bad habits, very quick to pick up. Positive habits, tough. You know, there are some people I've been teaching to read that are mentoring. I teach them to read. It's a challenge for them to love books. Ah! Say, it's not easy. It's not easy. But just tell them probably any habit that is not very productive, that's just relaxing. You will have to tell them, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Have you ever seen when you tell children to go and play? You'll be the one telling them to stop. When you tell them to read, they'll say, I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's, it's life generally. That's why in your pursuit of developing, uh, in your pursuit of developing positive habits, you need to stay on it until it becomes a second nature. When it becomes a second nature, it will influence your thought pattern, it will influence your speaking pattern. And what's going to happen is that you will be able to, you know, use that to influence people. So let's read the story here. Second Samuel 13. Amnon was so frustrated because of his sister time and he made, him, made himself ill. And I'll say this right, and you need to be careful of this. When I've taught this in Love, Lost, and Lies, when you put emotions in a relationship, you know that you will not you are not able to access, right? You can make yourself sick. And this sickness doesn't have, um, there's no medicinal cure for it. Hmm? That's why sometimes we are too quick to propose or too quick to, to somebody just send you text, put one emoji, you smile, you, you are just smiling and smiling and smiling and smiling. And maybe the person is just touched there by mistake. And <laughs> don't, don't, I'm not saying the, tough to get. I'm not saying play tough to get, but don't just lie down, you know. Just, just, you know there are some, some people like that. Guy was sick. For she was a virgin and it seemed hard to Ammon to do anything to her. So people can actually be emotionally sick. That's why when people's hearts are broken, sometimes they just, they can be, I've seen people who left ministry because who they wanted to marry broke their heart. I've seen people who, who you know, failed exams because somebody broke their hearts. I've seen people who, you know, at work, they are telling them, they are gazing into the stars. So are you here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. They come back. Are you here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah. Because all their time, their mind is, ah, after everything, after everything. That's why before you start buying wristwatch, buying phone, check your investments well. If there's not going to be productivity, hold on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And do things that don't cost too much. Send text. It's free. It's two naira. Three naira. <laughs> buy, buy toothbrush. It's one fifty. You can even see three for one fifty. <laughs> buy a handkerchief. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You see all this thing about you want to spend. You want to. You will see money. You will spend. You know when you marry that woman. Her clothing for the rest of your life is your responsibility. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You buy clothes for her. You buy clothes for yourself. You buy clothes for the children. This spending you want to spend to show her that you are not a stingy man. Just wait. After you sign that line, her hair is your responsibility. 
Make up is your responsibility. Mr. Eja, am I, am I right? You, so, sometimes you now ask your wife that before we married, how were you doing your hair? You just like that. Okay, come. Oh, I want to make it. I want to make Okay, before we married, I, wait, were you carrying <laughs> Bololo? Say no. We are going to make it nicer. Who am I making it for again? It's for you. I said, no, no, no. Make it for others. <laughs> make, it, make it for the Lord. I hear what I'm saying. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, everything we are trying to do right now, there's an abundance of time to do it. One thing you must never forget in this life, there's a time for everything and for every purpose on earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mr. Aruba, am I, am I right? That you won't spend it now. Because your wife has to look good. And God help you. If you're not married, you want that really knows fashion. Hey! Mercy. Hmm? You're not married, you want that is up to date. Because before you are married, you would like the up to date one. When you're talking to your friends, have you seen my girl? Have you seen my girl? That girl is tush. See that tush? You pay for it like. So by the time you now finally marry, and I say, I will use it. I say, No, I don't use that hair. I say, No, you will use it. <laughs> you will use that hair. I say, No, 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 no. That's a cheap one. I say, That's the one I like. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, know, you know, sometimes you see some, some women who have cut their hair, skin cuts, and you're like, Ah, is the husband not seeing? The husband is happy. The other sometimes know that the man is not fine like that. Say like, ah, it does this look good on me? Say, wow. Oh my God, you have never been this beautiful. <laughs> the man has saved himself like 200k. If this woman carried his hair for like one year, this is saving so we can pay school fees. Okay, alright. <laughs> so, so let's go on. Let's go on. Alright. But Ammon had a friend whose name was Jonadab. The son of Shimei's David's brother. And Jonadab was a very shrewd man. He said to him, O son of the king, why are you so depressed morning after morning? Will you not tell me? Then Ammon said, I'm in love with Tamar, the sister of my brother. Jonadab said to her, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. Hmm? When your father comes to see you, say to him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me some food to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight that I may see it and eat from her hand. If this friend had said, you know what guy, that's a wrong thought towards your sister. If you want to get married to your sister, go tell the king. Because then it was allowed. They could marry. The king will give it to you. Give her to you. What would have happened? They have married her properly. You realize what happened? This advice led to rape. I want you to pick something. He did not advise her to rape the sister. He gave her an advice. He became a slave to that advice. That advice now ended up in something. Because every suggestion you get, you will deepen yourself in it. It will result to something. So you see that what made this man to commit this atrocity was his circle of influence. Because at that time, if that circle of influence threw something different, it would have been altered. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? 
So, you see, and sometimes your circle of influence, when you get advice from them, it might not look very serious. Ah, why are you like this? Say, oh, this. I say, no, 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 just do it like that. It will look like casual suggestion. But remember what we read in the book of Romans. As you get that thought into your head, you become subject to that. Let's, let's see something here. Go to 1 Kings 12, 10. Wow. 1 Kings 12, 10. Are you, are you getting something? Say amen if you are. Alright. 1 Kings 12, 10. Remember, uh, Rehoboam, they've given him the kingdom. He was the king. And then these people came and said, please lighten the yoke on us. I want you to observe one word. Verse verse 8. But he forsook the counsel of the elders which they had given him and consulted with the young men who grew up with him and served him. Observe that. Who grew up with him. Observe this. Very important. So he said to them, What counsel do you give me that may answer these people who have spoken to me saying, Lighten the yoke which your father put on us. The young men who grew up with him. You know, these words came so strong in me. People who grew up with you. You need to discern. It's not everybody who grows up with you that has the right to speak into your life for your destiny. Look at what it says. It says, Thou shalt say to these people who spoke to you, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now you make it lighter for us, but you shall speak to them. Say, My father's little finger is, my little finger, sorry, is thicker than my father's loins. Can you say, say go and tell them. You are not a small boy. Your, your little finger is thicker than your father's loins. Tell them. People who he grew up with. You know what happened? He gave this advice to the people and the kingdom was divided. Are you following what I'm saying? It's little suggestion. What is there? Ah, we will tax you more. And say, okay, if it's like that to your tent to Israel. Imagine if the ones he grew up with told him, you know what? Now that these people have come to subject themselves to you, why don't you just tell them it's okay? Let's see what he would have retained the kingdom. I want you to see, what I want you to really pick tonight is to see the bigger aspects of those little advice you are taking, how they play out on your destiny. Those little suggestions, those little, ah, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't, those things, they are influencing the results of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do you know that if somebody challenged you to be reading one book a week, do you know what that would do for your life in the next 10 years? Just one book. And if somebody also gives you a funny habit of not developing yourself personally, not checking you personally, not caring whether you read or you don't read anything, do you know how that will impact on your capacity in the next couple of years? The road and the pathway to success is tough. Let's get used to it. There are no free lunches in life. Let's, let's, let's stop having this thing at the back of our mind that we can have failure habits and expect to end up successful. It doesn't work. It does not work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It does not work. I, I, I was reading a book, um, Digital Minimalism by Carl Newport, the author of Deep Work. I was talking about how, how social media sees us. You know, social media sees us as products, Right? Yeah, that's how social media sees us. We are product. And the social media is designed with addictive technology. You know something right now? If you're on Facebook right now, you know instead of typing anything, immediately somebody puts a comment. Have you observed on Facebook now? Once you 
Once you want to type, they have pre-typed a lot of answers for you. It's just to click. They make it easy for you to engage. And then there's a new technology out. Now, I don't know how many of you have observed it. If you are in some groups, immediately you want to comment. They'll just say, oh, this will be good for this group. Share it. Have you seen that pop up on your timeline? As you do one video, one video is coming up, one video is coming up. One... Those guys didn't design it because they just want you to be connected. Anything that is not free, you are paying for it. So you need to watch how these things influence. I'm going to talk about media. I hope I get there. So watch those you grew up with. What is their dominant conversation? What is their dominant interest? What is their dominant pattern and value system? Let me tell you something. Most people you grew up with, very few will make the decision to break out of that circle. That's why you realize that most of the people you grew up with, if you go back to certain places 10 years down the line, their lives are taking different shape. You have to be deliberate and say, you know what, I grew up in this system, I grew up in this environment, but I want to make something different out of my life. Then you sit back and say, if I want to make something different out of my life, how do I scale? How do I get to that next point? How do I get to that next level of engagement? Next level of capacity building? What books do I read? What things do I watch? What are the disciplines I need to put into my life? And you have to be consistent with this because that's how you get results on the HRM. You don't get results on the HRM by being emotional about your decisions. Whether it's your personal development, whether it's your uh, spiritual life, whether it's your mental life, are you following what I'm saying? Whether it's your Bible study life, whether it's whatever. Whether it's the value you're bringing into career. You can't sit around all the workers who are lazy in your office and you know during lunch you, you put toothpick down, you are changing toothpick and toothpick and toothpick and toothpick. When they are waiting for people to promote, they will not promote you. You have to bring extra value. So you need to ask yourself, the people at work that are bringing extra value to the workspace, what are they doing with their time? And you make that adjustment. You know, my le- one of my teachers told me something many years ago and it helped my life. He says, if you want to be the first in class, look for the first three people in class. Start hanging around them. You, become, you would move up. And I was wondering. You know, I used to, in the, in the village school, when we were in the village, I used to be, well, I'm intelligent, so let me not use the word I used to be intelligent like I'm not now. So I used to take first, second, third in the village school. So my principal, J.D. Oko, I love him. The man, one day I had several A's and B's. So he took me to, to his office. He said, why am I seeing this C in your results? I'm like, ah. But I tried. He said, no, you can be a straight A student. That is, he challenged me that you can have 100% in everything. That challenge hasn't left me. I mean, I go into my school. I mean, I remember my Bible school course and they brought some stuff. I had like 98 or 80 something. I was like, how, how can I? You know, I can, and you know, my Bible school was like, you, you're one of the first students who are seeing that is arguing for 100, like you are fighting for something. You know, my principal just instilled that thing in me. If there's 100, you can get it. That's why it's there. You know, and all of that. So, but then I observed, when we now moved to Worry, they now brought me to, I, I, I kind of got a bit of a partial scholarship and came to a, a private school. So, you know, the standards coming from the village to the private school was a bit different, okay? So, I, I didn't expect to pass very well, because when they were teaching, I just understood that, yeah, this is not village. But then, something had happened. That was the little period I had my little teenage rebellion. Just, just little, it was very small. Not so much. But I had this circle of friends. They were twins. Because I just got into the school, so they, they were around me. Uh, they like rap music. 
So, during break, hmm, they'll bring Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac, hmm, B.I.G., Tupac, Snoop Doggy Dog. Alright? Boys to men. So that's what they'll be singing during break. Pastor's child. There was no way I could listen to rap. All I was listening to in the house is Panapasipo. Bring down the glory. Early in the morning, in the morning, we will rise and praise the Lord. The family that prays together stays together. I mean, this new sound was good. So before I knew, they said, oh, during break, let's go to their house. We'll go to their house. We'll listen to rap music. Before I knew, I was copying rap. To rap, yeah. Return of the man. California City. We'll type California City. Write this one, write this one, write this one, write this one. So my whole break time was taken over by that. So when my result came out, because you see, life will give you exactly what you put in it. You know, there's no deception in this thing. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap, whether you're a pastor's child or not. So I've used my break time to sow rap. And you know, rap doesn't come out in exam. So I didn't do well. So my, my, my dad thought, ah, it's because he's just coming, first term. Second term, I've become a slave to that thing. Now, I'm not only waiting for them. I'm not the one generating lyrics. So, your work is to go and bring this one. My work is to bring this one. See deception here. They now even said, but you even know that Tony Braxton was a pastor's child? Say, wow! And she asked, ah! So, they loaded me with Tony Braxton. At least, he's a pastor's child. So, both of you are the same. So, if you have a pastor's child who is mad, you can also become mad. You understand? Now, see the subtle thing. Right? They didn't show me a pastor's child who was doing well. They didn't show me a pastor's child who was writing books. Because the devil will use his wisdom to show you people who are not as bad. You know that's how you are smoking now. He's one stick. See that guy? See, go, he's smoking. Your own is, he said, Maurice. I mean, people are smoking. So you just look at My evil is not as much as that evil. You see, every time you tell yourself that, you are going down. Because you're not comparing yourself with somebody else. You're comparing yourself with who God has designed you to be. Your measurement is against your potential. So imagine today that God didn't have mercy on me and I didn't turn. Right? I won't be here holding this thing. You'll just be on Facebook and say, you know that guy who is that rabbi? I used to be in church. Nine books that are blessing people all over the world. There'll be no books. Messages all over the world. Do you understand this? So, the issue is, is not God measuring with whether somebody else was rapping or No, God is measuring with the kappa. You, you must always have that thought that inside of you is a gold mine of exceptional possibility. Saints, I'll tell you, you can't tell in this life if you will put yourself to work where you will end up. I can tell you this. I mean, literally sometimes I've walked into hotels. When they open the door, I'll start crying. I remember I preached in the U.S., one time. It took me there to preach. And then they opened this. I mean, I went into this hotel. They locked the door. I, I, I felt that I said, God, how did I get here? It was a retired U.S. Marine officer that came to pick me for the, from the airport. I said, how did I get this level of honor? Even if I was confessing God's word, I couldn't have confessed this. It beats my imagination. But you know what? That's what seed time and harvest does. You can determine the seed. You can't tell how much is in the harvest. So back to my story. Second term, I failed again. So the third term. 
my father called me. You know, my parents are both educationists, so I grew up in school. So my, my father obviously said, no, this is not issue of village and uh, township. Something is wrong. At least you are intelligent. You should have picked up. What's the problem? So, I mean, of course, I, w- I wouldn't say, well, praise the Lord. I was typing rap during break. You know, so my, my dad came to the school, talked to my teachers. My teachers told them about my circle of friends. So my, my dad banned me from, from talking with them and all of that. And in the house I was raised, my father does not repeat things. Do you understand? The, my father does not tell you, stop following this person, then he will tell you again. If he tells you, stop following this person, and then he tells you again, what will probably happen is that the capacity to follow that person will be taken off from you. So, so when my father says stop, it's not it, it's stop because only you can't. That's the seed is stop. You can't tell the harvest if you want to reap it. So when he said don't follow, the way, I just said no, 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 no way. <laughs> I even this, and then so I went to my teacher. I said, "What can I do? I need to improve my grades." And my teacher said, "You know what? There was one girl. I can't forget the girl. Onajite. The girl beat everybody in that class." Yeesh. Everybody, maths. Somebody will be having A1 in for that maths. What is wrong with you? Are you hear what I'm saying? And what I realized is out of all of the girls that people were, they will crush, they will crash, they will crush, they will crash. Nobody crushed on her. Because there's a level of intelligence that separates you from some foolishness. Uh-huh. You know, for there, any, anybody going to meet that girl is somebody who is serious for marriage. It's not that I want to, uh, I just like, you can't just like now. A1 for that mass. <laughs> I would like, what are you liking there? Uh, you, you, so, the first thing is, if you come to that level, you have to make sure that your brain is, is sane first. So, it's not like you are, well, nowadays I, I think things have changed because sometimes you see some union and you are wondering how did these two people get to like themselves? So, this is what I observed. When I started working with her, working with a couple of people, funny enough, the girls in our school were really doing well. So, most of them were girls. What happened, I discovered that their habits during break was different. Why during break, we'll buy Limka and, and Bones and be writing rap during break. They are doing classwork and homework and classwork and homework. And immediately I stayed with them for like three months. That was one semester. Something happened. I went up a few steps. That was SS1. So by the time I got to SS3, I'd reason to what happened. It wasn't that my brain was dull. I need this guy. That's why I had to use my story. It wasn't that my brain was dull. It wasn't that I did not want to be successful. It wasn't that I didn't want to make something out of my life. What happened was I became slave to my closest circle of influence. And that part would have taken me somewhere else. So when I, when, I, when I went to university, I picked that up. So when I got called into full-time ministry, I did something very drastic. I caught up a lot of my friends, caught up a lot of my friends, and made friends with people whose passion 100% was ministry. You know what that helped me to do? It helped me to be able to focus on my call and get to where I'm getting today. Because that's what principle I have learned in life. That anywhere you are going to, if you find the people with the right values and you find the people with the right system and you put them around you as your closest circle of influence, you will alternatively end up there. Because what's going to happen, they're going to affect your character, your development, and then what? Your behavior. 
This one decision led to his loss of the kingdom he got on a platter of gold. A circle of influence would either make us lose or gain. Every decision, write this down, every decision takes you away from destiny or takes you to destiny. No decision leaves you the same. Every decision takes you away from destiny or takes you to what? To destiny. Influence is subtle. Sometimes it is not easily noticed as it comes in form of suggestions or opinions. Let me tell you something. If you want to excel in this life, be hard on yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Be tough on yourself. Don't allow people to be tough on you. Be tough on yourself. That book, get up and read it when you don't feel like reading. That money, save it when you feel like buying something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That decision, that relationship you know is not taking you anywhere, cut off from it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know this thing. It will shut it down. Just shut it down. Shut it down. Your emotions will cry. Your you shut it down. This no. Sorry, me. This no. I'm not doing it. This I'm not doing it. Be tough on yourself. Life is not fair. Get used to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because before you know, we can't even be talking of the younger generation. Our children are already taller than us. You know, I sat down with my wife yesterday. I was thinking about my son. He's going to just three next, next, uh, next, next September. And I told my wife, I said, you know what? We have three more years with this boy in the house. After that, he's gone forever. And that's the truth. Because he goes to university. He only comes for break, right? He goes from there. NYC from there. He goes, so we've got only three years. And I just said, you know what? We have the next three years. Whatever we want to teach him. Whatever. We have three years to put it. Because you also, all those things you will be sending him on WhatsApp when he's in school, he has made up his mind what he wants. You will just delete. Voice note. My son, as you go, don't mess up with baggage. Say, Mama, amen, amen. You know what you do to your parents' message. I just leave that old man. So, do you understand? You see, in life, you have to tell yourself the truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, maybe it's me. That's how I think, futuristic. And we just, I mean, that we just said, so she just said it's three years you know you are the one that is going to be seeing him in school so he said okay no problem you have to make that adjustment that okay fine in three years this boy is going to be out I will be the one to go and be visiting him in school so if I am going to be the one to visit him in school I need to intentionally now intentionally now begin to cultivate and deepen that relationship he's not the one I now get to the gate they now say he's not around they can tell you he's not around whatever message you brought you can drop it because the boy doesn't want to see you. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> see, you have to be, every area of your life, you have to be intentional about it. And then you know that if you want this harvest in the next three years, I need to start putting some seed on the ground. Are you following what I'm saying? You want to, in the next three years, be able to hit a peak in your career. You start your certification today. It's not the day when they now determine your certification. You now say, oh, you see, a man said, if you are preparing in the day of battle, you are already late. You have to prepare for battle. That means you have to intelligently choose your friends. And don't be emotional about it. Don't be emotional about it. Because your friends will influence you. And what I found out is this. There are friends that are at the level you also want to get to. There are friends with the same level of desire. You know, sometimes when you are when you are on fire and you are 
discipline yourself, you think that, wow, you are the only person. Until you now meet some people and you tell, yeah, you're no, 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 I'm learning. There are many people who should write books. They never sit down to write. No discipline. Look at this. Proverbs 22.5. I'll finish this. Proverbs 22.5. Tons and snares are in the way of the perverse. There are tons there. There are snares. One who guides himself will be far from them. Proverbs 22.5. Tons and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guides himself will be far from them. That means on that pathway of perverse people, there is guarantee for tons and, t- and snares. What you do, the word snare is a trap. What you do is that you will guide yourself. He who guides himself will be far from them. So you need to put that in on yourself. That part, are there tones on that part? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are there tissues? And you've got to be honest. You've got to have that honest conversation with yourself. This route that my friends are in, is that where I want to go to? Is that the route I want to take? Some of us need to get up at night and read. We are already late. We need to catch up. This is six months into the year. Some of us have not, have not done proper study. We've not done proper prayer. We've not done proper, you know, I mean, you know, stuff that we know can take us further and forward. You have to just be, and, and, and this thing has to come from the inside of you. Because most times what keeps us down is that we are working with people who don't want to change. And if people's desire to change is not at the same level with you, they will drag you down to their level of mediocrity. Because anything you do will look very serious. You hold a book, you book, you're just holding book, 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 book. Did I go to go to school? No, you are, you are not, that's not your goal. Do you understand that? That's not your goal. You have a different goal. You are not Dangote. For your purpose to be actualized, you need to put this level of reading. For your purpose to be actualized, you need to put this level of discipline. For your purpose to be actualized, you need to put this level of uh, work into your life. Tons and snares are in the way of the obstinate, amplified, for, la- for their lack of honor and their wrongdoing traps them. He who guards himself with godly wisdom will be far from them and avoid the consequences they suffer. I'm using the Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic. I don't think we have that. It says, you will avoid the consequences they suffer. Every part has consequences. You know what I'll tell you? There is more to your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is more. That is, there is more. There is more. God is waiting for you to rise up. There was something I read many, many years ago and it changed my life. You know what Paul says? Paul says, I labor more than you. He says, but not me, but the grace of God. God gave him grace. But the man sat down and wrote letters. You know the parchment God did not give to him. The ink to write letters God did not give to him. The discipline to sit down and write letters God did not give to him. That's the labor. You can be as anointed and as talented as anybody on this earth. But if you are not hardworking, your talent will not be productive. And that's why you need to have a circle of influence around you that constantly pushes you on. You know, some people around me, uh, I mean, if you're around me, it's a thing. It looks like anything you do is not enough. That, that's the truth. It's the same way. I've heard people who tell me like that. I mean, somebody told me that every time we listen to you, it's just as if we're not doing enough. It's just as if we're not doing enough. 
So I now asked him one day, I said, you know what? Are you doing enough? He said, yeah, but this life is no fight. I said, no, that's not the issue. Because we can all justify laziness at any level. We can justify laziness at any level. We can justify mediocrity at any level. If you want to find someone younger than you who is already making impact, you will find them. You find people who are 20 years old already blazing the trail. You find people who are 21 years old already blazing. So, if you want to go by that comparison, you see a lot of people who will challenge you. But I'm not even going by that comparison. I'm going by the fact that there is potential on the inside of you that need discipline to get out. Are you, are you following this? When I bought books, it's not today. I bought books before with my feeding money. And I ate bread and akara for one week. That's only what I can afford. It was one book. Money comments, I can't forget that book. But it was 1,200. My money for the whole week, that period was 2,000 naira. Then I transported from Wari, from Abraka to Wari to Abraka, was 200. Then paid my tithe. So I had maybe like 300 or 200 left. So I was back, I had 15 naira, bread, 15 naira, like that. That 15 naira bread and I divided divide it into two. One in the morning, one in the evening. Just to get, get book. Most of you have walked into my office. All the books you see here are books I bought in the eight years that I've stayed in this. I didn't bring any book from Worry. I built this library here because I gave all my books to my youth that I was leading there. You, you have to put this thing, put this pressure on yourself. Put this pressure on yourself. Put this discipline on yourself. Because your potential being exercised would allow other people to come to their place of light. That's what Joseph said. He said, God sent me ahead to do what? To preserve you from, from, from famine. Now, look at the discipline Joseph put on himself to become a prime minister. If he didn't put that discipline on himself, his family would have suffered. Alright? Let's see this quickly so that we can take questions. It says, now, the next thing is what, watch what you are watching. So, the first circle of influence is men. We talked about that. Your circle of influence, manage your circle of influence, men. That's when I mean men now, I don't just mean gender. I mean the people around you, okay? I use men and media. So, I've dealt with men, the people around you. Media, watch what you are watching. Television and social media experts. Some experts estimate that the average teenager has seen 200,000 acts of violence on television by the age of 18. 200 acts of violence by the time they are 18. You know in our generation today, uh, pornography is... In those days, you need to go to a shop, you need to buy something, you need to hide cassettes, you need to hide magazine. Now it's everywhere. Even people who consciously are even doing birthday pictures. I don't know where we're going with that. It's, 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 it's deliberate. You, you, I, in fact, I've put a very strong social media restriction on my personal self. It's very strong. Very, very strong. As I began to prepare for this message, you know, most times, I, like I said, I teach from my I put a very strong... Because what you now observe is over time, whatever you're watching begins to desensitize you. I begin to change your value system. Before you know, everything you're talking about is money, 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 money. Why? Because the pictures that keep popping up, pictures of people with 
champagne of 200,000, you know, you know, uh, 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 Gucci bags of, of 1 point something million. You just look at it and say, why is my life like this? Are these no human beings? Every time you pick up your phone, you feel depressed. In fact, it's been estimated that the rate of depression and mental health in our generation have spiked by over 60%. Why are people depressed? Comparing themselves with fake people online. Hmm? So every time you look online, you are not grateful. Because it looks like you are missing something. And you know, there is something called in psychology called the form of fear of missing out. And that's what people feel when they misplace their phones. They just fear that they are missing out something. They are missing out something. And phone addiction is something we need to break. We talk about all kinds of addiction, but we need to break that addiction. Because there are some people that can't do without their social media phones. You just feel that, ah, what is going on? Hey, let me just check this person. Let me just check this person. So right now, even in the developed countries, they treat social media addiction alongside other addictions. So people actually go to be treated for social media addictions. Get up first thing in the morning, your phone. Last thing at night. First thing in the morning. And your time is sipping away. Statement I heard Bakari make many years ago. Say those who watch television don't appear in television. You know what I was trying to say? The people you are watching, that's their work. So if you actually have work, you should be on the other side of the box, not on this side. And that's true. Look at this. The media is redefining morality. The media is redefining marriage. The media is redefining money. You know that we never used to put money so far hmm? in our lives. Let's be honest. Money never used to be such a big deal. But what, what is happening? The media is pumping that. The media is pumping that. Hmm? When you watch a lot of these home movies, a poor girl is in love with a poor village boy. The son of a rich king now comes. Hmm? And marries the girl. After you have watched all of those movies for a while, you say, Ah, God forbid, this will not happen to me. Hmm? This will not happen to me. For this life, I will have to make money. It looks like you are just talking, but it's shaping your perception. A man said this. He said, If one minute of advert can sell us a product, he says, One hour of movie will sell us a lifestyle. Are you following this? And that's what is happening. If you watch our desires and our decisions and everything, it is media oriented. It's media pushed. And that's why you have to sit down and decide what you want in life, what God has created you for in life, and push yourself in that direction and not allow the media to do what? To push those ideas into you. Let's see this. Proverbs 4.23 Watch over your heart with all diligence for it for from it flows the springs of life. It says guard your heart. Guard your heart. All diligence for it flows springs of life. You know, I, I mean, myself and my wife we have a very beautiful relationship. You know, sometimes I learned this something about like, I mean, sometimes you're checking and you're seeing status and people are posting this and this and this. You know, after a while, I'm somebody that I'm always on my, I put myself on my toes all the time. So after a while, I just like, you know this thing about status. I'm not checking anything. I'm not, because I mean, you check, you see what you don't want to say, I'm not doing it. It's almost like Facebook to me. 
you know, so a few days ago, she wanted to show me something. She was like, hey, I know you say you don't want to check. I know. Just this last one. Just watch this last one. So she showed me something. So I looked at it. Now, what, why, why I'm saying that is this. This is me, right? Once I, enga- once I started engaging in something and I discovered that that thing, it's either taking my time or it's beginning to change the way I see certain things or change the way I talk, I already know that's influence. If I look at it's nothing now. It, no, 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 it's something. You don't know it's something, but it's dropping something in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's dropping something in you. It's not leaving you the same. And then I'm asking myself, can I use this time to feed something else to myself? Can I use this time to build myself up? It might look like a very strict life, but exactly that's what it takes to govern. How much time does your manager of your company have for the things that you have? No, ask yourself. Eh? Let's be honest. How much time does the MD have? Why do you think he's the MD? Because if you have so much time to play around or so much time to do other things that are not adding value to you, it also shows the capacity of responsibility you should handle. Where you would be in life. We've got to be honest about these things. Do you think, let's be honest, do you think if you are the MD of First Bank, for instance, hmm? you are the MD of First Bank now, do you think you would have time to go on social media and say, good morning world, I celebrate grace. Do you think you have time to go and type that? No, do you think you would have time to do that? No, let's be honest now. Do you think you have that time? Have the time. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that you won't have that time. Do you understand? Then when you want to rest, you know that you will not just rest sitting on that mango tree and say just chilling with my guys on that mango, village things loading. You know it won't happen. Because you have created so much value that the company will pay you and take you to a proper resort. You will now lie down in a proper place and and, and rest. Do you understand this? Because at every level of engagement you rise up to, the corresponding value, whether in rest or financial value, comes back to you. And every one of us seated here today have that capacity. Are you following this now? Have that capacity. Because Matthew 5, 15, 19. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts. Out of the heart comes evil thoughts. Murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony and slander. How does these things come into the heart? They are sown into the heart. Luke 6, 45. There's this particular comedian that used to do something on comedy. You know, a few times I watched him and, and that was it. All his comedy are either a man is looking at someone's breast or is looking at someone's butt or is, you know, it's always about women you know, maybe he's going somewhere, he sees a woman, he turns around, and then you're laughing. And then, no, 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 no. Something is being sown. Something is being sown. That's not comedy to me. I'm, I'm preserving my heart. I'm preserving my heart. Sometimes, you know, comedy, we laugh with tongues. We laugh with pastors, you know. We laugh with everything. That's not comedy to me. Because you might be able to the next time you want to pray in tongues, you now remember the laughter of your favorite couple. You won't even know when you will laugh. They say, God, let me laugh. Let me laugh. I'll pray later. You know, you just... Life is tough. You have to be tough on yourself so life will not be tough on you. And let me tell you this. Don't ever forget this. You can never help any person who has not willingly made this decision I'm talking to you about. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You sit down. 
you are tell yourself, where do I need to be? What decisions do I need to take? You plant your feet there. And then you make that decision. Look at this. Luke 6.45 The good man brings good things out of the good treasure of his heart. And evil man brings evil things out of the evil treasure of his heart. For out of the outflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. That means in your heart can contain two levels of treasures. Did you see that? Good treasures and what? Evil treasures. So you determine. Your heart is a treasure box. You determine what is going to fill that treasure box. What is going to fill that treasure box? What will fill your treasure box? The world needs value from you. Your church needs value from you. Your company needs value from you. Your boss needs value from you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you fill yourself with a treasure box, the world will pay for it. The world will pay for it. Become so skilled in that thing you're doing. Become the best in that which you do. Strive to release everything that God has put in you. No video leaves you the same. No content leaves you the same. The media is deliberate about the agenda they want. Be deliberate about what you want to see. Determine what you want to see. Let me give you an example. If you would exchange... And, and please, understand my heart. I'm not saying don't go on Facebook, you know, because people can take message the other way. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't watch comedy, don't do anything. That's what I'm saying. But let me tell you something. What about if you decide to watch the, the history, the documentary about one country... Let's say every day. Let's say Mali. You, you just decide to watch something about Mali. You decide that. Do you think in the next probably one year you would have expounded your perception, your perspective about stuff? Do you think so? You would have. But why don't you do it? It's not fun. Right? There is a theological school I love so much. It's an evangelical school. Very expensive. Very expensive. It's not a school I can afford. So you know what I do? They have, their free, they have one free student chapel every month, every week. Then they have one free lecture they put out every week. I subscribe to the YouTube channel, buy enough data, and I follow, I've been following the school for the last one year. I can't tell you how it has shaped my thoughts theologically. That's just free. I can still use that time to be watching how they killed somebody somewhere, you know, from one video to the other video, and finally the, the person leg go, go out. Hi, hey, this person leg cut. You know, the leg no cut. You now turn the phone. You are almost entering the phone to check if the other leg you can pick it. It's <laughs> you can do that. I'm not saying you can do that, but you see, when you finish watching that video, what happens? You are scared. Hi, nobody safe. Nobody can die anytime. What's happening? Your mouth. You're now confessing negative about your life because what has happened? You filled evil, murder, violence in the treasure of your heart. I hear what I'm saying. Now I'm giving you an example. But you now watch a documentary of a country and you're like, wow, I like this country. What's going to come out of your heart? Man, maybe one day I need to visit this country. I, do you understand? Two things are happening right now. The first thing you watched is shaping your conversation. That's what Jesus said here. Look at what he says. He says, out, for out of the outflow of the heart, the mouth will speak. But when you watch this second video, a new confession is coming out. And you are, you are governed by the confessions of your mouth. You're governed by the confessions of your mouth. If one minute can sell you a product, one hour of movie will sell you a lifestyle. Five I wrote five questions to ask yourself, but there are eight questions here. So let's go quickly. Eight questions to ask yourself. Who are those closest to me? Who are those closest to me? Number two, don't worry, we'll send you the message. Let me run quickly. What's their value system? What do they value? 
Number three, would I be happy to end my life the way they are now? Would I be happy to end my life the way they are now? Number one, who are those closest to me? Number two, what's their value system? Number three, would I be happy to end my life the way they are now? Number four, not everyone is willing to change. If they do not change, will I be proud of who I have become by associating with them? If your immediate circle of friends do not make adjustments, will you be proud to say, well, these are my circle of friends and I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited to associate with them? Number five, what am I watching? What am I watching? Number six, what movies, skits is influencing my thought pattern? What movies or skits is influencing my thought pattern? Number seven, who is defining my perception and knowledge of sex, morality, and money? Who is defining my knowledge of sex? Who is defining my knowledge of morality? Who is telling me what is right and who is wrong? Who is defining my perception of money? Number eight. Am I investing my time or wasting my time on social media? Am I investing my time or am I wasting my time on social media? You can invest your time on social media. You can actually make money on social media. You can sell products on social media, right? You can share knowledge on social media. So is your time on social media an investment or what? You're wasting your time. So I go over them again. Who are those closest to me? Who, what is their value system? Would I be happy to end my life the way they are now? Not everyone is willing to change. If they do not change, would I be proud of who I have become by associating with them? What am I watching? What movies, skits is influencing my thought pattern? Under movies and skits, you also put books. Not everybody watches movies. Some people read books that teaches them whatever they need to learn. Number seven, who is defining my perception and knowledge of sex, morality, and money? Eight, am I investing my time or wasting my time on social media? Last two things I'll say here. Your life is given to you as a gift from God. What you make of it is your gift to humanity and your way of showing gratitude to God. Your life is given to you as a gift from God. What you make of it is your gift to humanity and your gratitude to God. The last line of thought here, no one will live your life for you. Self-responsibility is not transferable. No one absolutely will live your life for you. Self-responsibility is not transferable. You know what I want you to do today? Go back home. Have a conversation with yourself. Alright? Have a conversation with yourself. You have six months. Develop a six months plan so that by December you'll be somewhere in terms of value, in terms of character development. Right? In terms of value, in terms of character development. You know, I was, I was reviewing a few things. There's some personal adjustments I'm making where leadership is concerned. I'm telling myself, if I need to scale to the next level of leadership, I need to make this adjustment. I need to make this adjustment. I need to make this adjustment. Because at every level, there's a new height you need to get into. There is an unlimited abundance and resource and opportunities God wants to give to you. I'll tell you this, right? There were days I sat in meetings like you're sitting today. I made certain decisions. I can't forget, I'll just say this. 2001, I was in Lagos, winning ways. I heard Dr. Mike Mudok preach. I heard Macha Shumolo. I heard Robert Kuyanja for Uganda. I heard Sam Ademi. I heard Mental Lottebill and Bishop Tudor Bismarck. They spoke. I sat there. I knew the call of God was on my life. I made up my mind that day. I said, you know what? I will dedicate my life to the cause of the gospel and the preaching of God's word. And I will go to nations. I will... See, see. When I was saying I will go to nations, my grandfather does not know what a passport is. 
my father did not have a passport. There was nobody I You know, now you know you can say this person has traveled abroad. There was nobody in my immediate family that had crossed, that you can't say even is in Ghana. Nobody. Now I'm telling you the truth. Nobody. When I went to school, I've always wanted that I go to school abroad and everything. You know, there are things you just want. You just tell yourself, I want it, but nobody here can afford it. They sell all of us. So in front of my, in, in my school, on my wall, I, in my, my locker, I wrote Harvard. <laughs> and then on another one, I wrote the school I wanted to go in Holland. It was not like I was dreaming that I would go. I just wrote it there. When I enter my room, I will tell myself, you know, this is the school. I will put myself in the level of excellence. I had preacher, posters of preachers on my wall from beginning to end. And you know what that was doing to me? I was conscious that, listen, I'm going to school. I'm going to graduate well, but my destiny is to be in ministry. So I had the pictures of, I mean... In fact, I knew preachers. I will be writing, I'll be reading exams like this. I'll be reading Believer's Voice of Victory magazine. I'll finish reading. I'll read for my exam. I passed well. But I knew that I was, and I told myself, the day will come. I will go to nations. I will preach God's word. I will teach God's word. Those things shaped my life. They, and then, you know, sometimes people see me and say, oh, you are going there to travel. Oh, you are going there to preach. Oh, you are going there today. You are going there today. You know, I looked at my schedule last month on what I need to do in South Africa. Three weeks. About four or five churches. And I looked at how they were like, yeah, we need to, you need to come, you need to come. I'm like, how did I get here? How did I get here? And you know, you can stay at that level and say, you know, it's fine, I'm doing well. And then you now see somebody's schedule again that the person is doing ten countries in one year. That's, that's a new level entirely. There's always a quantum leap to the potential on your inside. I want to challenge you. Don't settle for mediocrity. It's easy. Don't, don't, that's your firm. Be the best. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, that when they want to drop everybody, your boss will call you and say, listen, we plan to drop everybody, but we can't drop you. Even if you say you are resigning, they'll say, name what you want. We'll pay you. Don't go there, just sit down, you know, they say carry chair, you just carry, say, is he here? They say, we should drop, say, it's not me that I have this chair. Say, I'm walking, I'm walking. You know, don't be, that's laziness. It's not my company. What is it? You can't have yours. Scripture says, if you're not faithful in another man's own, God will not give you your own. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that the light of your word be established in our hearts and you would strengthen us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.